Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. Welcome to another fantastic interview on Dream Business Radio. My special guest today is Holly Chantel, and for the last decade, she's been helping visionary service professionals get super clear on who they are, what they want, and streamline their path to success. Holly's clients call her an integrator because she helps them take their big picture vision or their idea reverse engineer how to bring it to life in a way that feels right for them. Holly has helped clients make the leap from six to seven figures, creating $25,000 paydays, and step into more authentic versions of themselves through their business. Holly, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How's the boat? The boat is great. By the way, I noticed um, on Facebook, you live in uh, uh, Southern New Hampshire. I do, yes. Yes, the weather is terrible here today, but usually it's quite beautiful. Yeah, it's the same here. We're in Providence, Rhode Island right now. Oh, yeah. That's not far. I know. It's the same. And um, way, many, 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 many moons ago in 1977, I went to a year of college at New Hampshire College, which I think is now Southern University, Southern New Hampshire University. Yep. So probably not too far from where you live. Very cool. Yeah. So let's fill in a few of the blanks. Are, are you a first-generation entrepreneur? Do you have uh, parents or grandparents that inspired you? Yeah, so uh, that's, a, that's an interesting question because I would say, yes, I am a first-generation entrepreneur. And then I think about, well, my mom did have a daycare growing up. Uh, so I guess in a way, she, she, really, she really started the, gave me the entrepreneurial spirit. And my dad is also a closet inventor. Not that he invents closets, but <laughs> that he invents things and builds these really cool contraptions and, and um, things to make his life easier, but he's never actually gone into business. So it's fair to say you got some creative genes from your parents. Yes, Absolutely. Now, have you, have you lived in Southern New Hampshire your whole life? No, I'm actually from Maine. I've been in New Hampshire for the last five years. Okay. Um, so I grew up in the, the deep woods of Maine. From the deep woods? And it looks oh, like yeah. the town you're in now is kind of a small town. Yes. Yep. I am in a, I'm in a, I actually am in, in the woods. I, um, I chose a, a home that's very close to, you know, where I, where I was, obviously, um, as far as, you know, I have privacy and just surrounded by trees. You can't see the road from my house and I'm just surrounded by wildlife. And that, that was my dream. How cool is that? So when, when you graduated high school, did you go to college or what was your, what was your steps after that? <laughs> uh, definitely went to college at the university of Maine has huh. nothing to do with my business. I have a degree in pre-veterinary medicine and a master's degree in secondary education and started my business uh, actually before, or I started a business before I even graduated um, and knew, knew I was never going to use my degrees, but it was, I think it was a path of growth that I needed to take. Veterinary medicine. And now you're an entrepreneur working yep. branding. Wow. 
<laughs> so I'm really good at hurting cats. I know. So um, you started your first business at 24, or maybe not, not your first business, as you mentioned, but what was the business you started at 24? Is that your current business? That's when I started coaching. Yeah, my first business I started probably when I was 19. This is my third business. And uh, yeah, 24 was when I started coaching and started off as a uh, doing website design because for me, that was like the easy the easy in, easy deliverable. I'm not sure how many people would hire a 24-year-old business coach. Um, so that was kind of my, you know, my low-hanging fruit. And then always knew that I wanted to be more coaching strategy oriented mm -hmm. and grew, grew into that um, over the years. So where did you get your chops for, um, you know, say marketing, branding, and things like that? Certainly not at veterinary school. <laughs> it's going to sound really like uh, I it's it's instinctual for me. I'm very very intuitive and like I said this was my third business and uh, before that I my first business was I sold parrots. Um and then my second business is I did home parties. I was the first uh individual in my company to actually brand myself underneath the company, build my own website and was booking parties primarily from Google. Um, and then decided to start doing website marketing, coaching and, and building websites for people. And really it's just been a lot of it just comes very naturally to me. Um, I can really, I can read copy and I can kind of feel how the person's going to feel as they're going through it and know when we're missing pain points and when we really need to get inspiring and, you know, kind of help them cross the finish line. And like, there's just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of intuition that goes into it. I'm not saying I didn't have mentors. I definitely, when I first started as a coach, I, when I say I officially started my business was when I did coach, uh, I was certified as a book yourself solid coach by Michael Port. And he also really helped mentor me in the beginning and kind of get my, get my feet wet with his clients. And um, yeah, the rest, the rest is history. Well, cool. On your website, you have three guiding philosophies. The first one says an integrated business approach, which is no business is a cookie cutter. Can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah. So I feel like I'm in, I work with a lot of coaches and I'm in, you know, the coaching space. Um, and you, and when you see coaches that are marketing themselves online and experts that are teaching service professionals how to market themselves online, there's very much a, I've done like, this is how I did it. This is how you should do it. There's, they have blueprints, they have quote unquote proven strategies and they're basically teaching very formulaic principles. Okay. And so what happens is that the, the business owners follow these formulas and you find a lot of cookie cutter businesses. So coaching has a lot of stereotypes attached to it. And um, online marketing in general has a lot of stereotypes. Uh, you could probably, we could name a bunch of jargon terms like avatar and, um, you know, funnels and tripwires and like all of these terms that really came from these trainings and these, these experts. And so what happens is, is there's these stereotypes that trailblazers, which are the people I work with, have to really overcome. And what makes them trailblazers is that their business does not fit that cookie cutter mold. And what they do goes so far above and beyond their professional title that 
it's, it becomes more difficult for them to make the value of hiring them very, very tangible to people because they, they've just seen so much cookie cutter marketing. So they have expectations when they come to you of what, what you do, how you work and, and that kind of thing. So that's why an integrative approach is really, I take into account the person I'm working with, the magic that they're bringing to the table, like that makes them that, that trailblazing business. And as well as their, their vision, their values, how they want to be seen, uh, the business that they want to create, which is often not, you know, the typical, uh, the typical models that are being taught out there and bringing it all together in a way that's highly personal. Um, this is where like the, the engineering brain comes in. Um, like I said, my dad is in, has invented a lot of things. I, I fortunately got his engineering mind um, and I do that for my clients. And so we're really just integrating a lot, like a, from a holistic perspective, a lot of different things into their business to create the business they want. Mm. And um, number th the third of your philosophies, experiment, reflect, and adjust. And I, I was, I like the line where it says, just because you fit into six inch heels, doesn't make them comfortable. <laughs> Yeah, so this is a principle that I follow in my Trailblazers Collaborative Mastermind where uh, we, we experiment, we fucked and adjust. So many business owners are really flying by the seat of their pants. You're, you start your business, and I know I was definitely when I started out, started my business and really learning as I go, uh, solving, uh, solving problems by learning new strategies. Um, setting goals and finding like finding, okay, what's the path to get to those goals. And what happens is, is most business owners are, are operating in reaction to either problems that they're trying to solve or in reaction to goals that they're setting for themselves versus really taking a big picture view of the overall picture that they want to create in their business and responding to the feedback they're getting, responding to uh, the, the data that is being generated in their business. And I say generated because um, it doesn't necessarily mean they're looking at it. So that data might be how many visitors you're getting to your website, how many people are opting in for your opt-in offer, how many people actually buy from you when you get on the phone with them. And um, not only that, but how many of those people that are getting on the phone with you are just asking about your price uh, versus really understanding the value of hiring you. So there's, there's a lot of factors that we're missing in our businesses other than whether you're losing money or not, or whether um, you're feeling burned out and you're not, you're working uh, way more hours than you wish you were. And you're, you know, the, the problems that come up as, as an entrepreneur. And so experiment reflect adjust is basically taking, taking that into consideration. And so what I do with my clients and, and in my own business is I, make a decision to test strategies or test a different method uh, for how I'm running my business or a different offer or system and taking the time to reflect on whether or not it's working. So every 90 days, taking a big picture, look at your business, your numbers, how you're feeling, um, all of those things and really allowing yourself to respond to the, the experience and the data that you're generating and then adjusting accordingly. In, in this way, you're responding 
versus reacting, which is a completely different way of running your business. Um, I think it's a more mindful way of running your business and really helps you uh, move forward in a way that's much, much less stressful <laughs> because you're able to anticipate things and you are not wasting time on marketing strategies that look like they're working for you at first glance. But when you're really reflecting on it, you realize like this is not really how you want to be marketing yourself or it's really not uh, worth the time that you're putting into it and that kind of thing. Right. Do you like working um, for online businesses or offline or both or like what's your preference? I work mainly with online businesses, uh, mostly because I, that's just where my experience lies. I think with branding that the brand branding strategies that I use could work for offline and online. Uh, but really when I'm getting into business model marketing, that kind of thing, that's, that's online is definitely more my wheelhouse. Okay. So what do you think's next? What's the next big thing in online marketing? I think the next big thing in online marketing is to really cater to the individual and uh, to really win people's hearts. So I, I, I feel like, or I, I know actually, it's not just I feel like, I know data's showing this, trends are showing this, that uh, people are buying much, much more based on the way, uh, the way they, like their, sorry, what's the word? Not their philosophy, their values. Like they're, they're really buying from companies that resonate with their values. Um, just one example would be, you know, the, the movement to create more diversity in business and in the movies even. Um, so that like people are just becoming more and more value driven. It's a overall cultural shift that's happening uh, where we're becoming much more heart centered, much more uh, aware of, of the people around us. Social media is creating huge awareness for the people around you. And so I think that you know, up until the last few years, marketing has really been all about making the sale. So I, I think of it like there's two different, two different uh, ways to win a client. There's the sale, which is like the wallet, like we're trying to, to win over their wallet. We're trying to get them to buy a particular product. We don't really care if they consume it or not because that's quote unquote, not our business. Um, you know, we just want to make the sale. The shift that's happening is you really need to focus much more on winning the heart of right. the client. So someone might buy from you once, but if they don't consume it or um, if it was really just to get a particular result, they may never buy from you again. Versus if you win over their heart, so they resonate with your values, they resonate with your point of view, and uh, they resonate with you as a person, they're going to be more, much more likely not only to consume the product, but also to tell their friends and to buy from you again. And, you know, data shows that a, uh, attracting a new client is actually five times more expensive or five, like costs five times as much as retaining a previous client. Um, so the more we're focusing on building, on winning over hearts, the easier it's going to be to grow your business. You have a blog post called Addictive Branding. Mm -hmm. How do you know if you have an addictive brand? So addictive branding is really kind of what I was just talking about where we're winning hearts and people keep coming back. And I know addiction has kind of a weird connotation to it. So I think of it more like you're addicted to chocolate <laughs> versus like <laughs> bad addictions. <laughs> so, so what we want uh, is to have clients coming back to us. So you know you have an addictive brand when you know that you can put out any offer 
out there. And you're going to not only have your, like your previous clients coming to it, but they're going to be bringing their friends. So it becomes more of a, um, you are like this, this, this leader of a tribe or a community uh, versus a transactional business. Gotcha. Um, what, do you, what do you think of the brands that are missing the mark today? I mean, the more I learned about direct response copywriting and stuff, you see so many brands that just keep putting out like crap. It's like, I, I hardly watch any TV anymore, but once in a while I'll see, now I go, what? Oh, I don't even know what that was for or about. <laughs> you know, how, how can you tell when, when somebody's brand is like completely missing the mark? Yeah, uh, it's, it's tough. And, and um, a lot of brands missing the mark is kind of that formulaic cookie cutter approach and especially in the online world, there's so many buzzwords. Like if I see helping you write killer copy one more time, uh, I might puke. Um, there's just these people have fallen into these like these idioms and these synchronicities and this jargon that sounds really good um, until you've heard it a bunch of times. And I think that that's where a lot of business owners are missing the mark with their brand and their messaging is they're following what everyone else is doing instead of really, so they're following what other, uh, what everyone else is doing as in they're looking at other marketers and other business owners and they're not following what their audience is really experiencing and wanting. So um, when I'm working with a client on their messaging, we're really getting clear on who their ideal client is and what's going on in their life, how is this problem affecting them, and really speaking to them on a very personal level, like meeting them on their level versus, you know, what are the pain points and what is the gap and how are we going to twist the knife and it, just all of the, the kind of yucky marketing stuff. Um, so I think the more authentic you can be and the more understanding of your audience and where they are, the, the much more successful you're, much more success you're going to have. What are some of the things are, uh, um, that our listeners could do to get clear on, on how they can make sure they have an addictive brand? Is there like two or three, two or three steps they could take or a checklist or something? Yeah, absolutely. So I've been talking a lot about winning over hearts, meeting people on their level and that kind of thing. And um, the way I teach my clients how to do that, I call it the trailblazing trifecta. And if you can nail down these three pieces of your messaging, you're, you're going to really build, uh, build your message based on um, from a heart level versus a like twisting the knife kind of level. So uh, the first thing you need to really get clear on is your philosophy. Right. So your philosophy is how you view the marketplace, the problem that you're solving. And uh, it's your, it's your brand's point of view, essentially. And when you do that, you're, that's how you're sharing your values. You're sharing your personality and how you view the world. And that's what people will resonate with and know that you specifically understand them. Uh, the second piece is getting clear on your methodology. So uh, method is how you solve a problem like the method you take, your methodology is why you do it that way. And when you can explain why you make choices you do and why you operate in certain ways, again, you're sharing your values, you're 
uh, resonating with people on a way that they, on a, a level where they get it and they, they, what the, your way makes sense to them. So you're not just prom- promising them the moon. You're telling them how you're going to do it and why you do it that way. Um, and then the third thing is, is your promise. Um, the promise is not, you know, I'll double your sales or you're going to lose 10 pounds or, um, you know, I'm going to bring this many people to your website. The promise is really going back to the philosophy um, piece, like whatever the problem was you saw. So the philosophy might be that marketing is yucky and that so many business owners are having to do things that feel really inauthentic to them in order to get clients. That might be the philosophy. So the promise would be that I'm going to help you grow your business and build a marketing plan that feels really good to you. Um, and, and again, it's not, it's a, it's an intangible benefit, um, tacked on to the very tangible growing the business or like whatever the, the, um, like the, the deliverable is going to be from the service that you're providing. Gotcha. You know, I heard you early, uh, earlier mention Holly, that, um, you help people with copy. Mm-hmm. So is that, is that a skill set of yours? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So when, when I did website design, I've done, over 200 websites um, and wrote copy for many of them. And now, now I don't offer website design anymore, but I do still uh, write copy for clients because it's um, I realize it's, it's a lot of fun. It kind of gets my creative juices flowing and uh, I find that I'm able to capture my clients' clients message in a really, uh, in a really, I kind of channel them in a way it's, it's, it's always surprising that, um, I can write copy in a lot of different ways and it's always the client's voice and they feel like they feel like it's them, but it's like, I could never say it this way. How did you do that? <laughs> and I always tell them, this is exactly what you've said to me. <laughs> I'm not making it up. <laughs> nice. What would be one or two things that you could, uh, tips you could offer? Cause we're starting to run out of time here about copywriting. Is, I mean, should somebody, if it's not their, if it's not their wheelhouse, they should probably just hire somebody. Right. But, is there a couple of tips you could offer somebody who's kind of maybe at the entry level and trying to do their own stuff? Yeah. So yeah, copywriting could be a topic in itself, honestly. So with copywriting, I do believe like if it's, if you're not a writer and it's not something you're passionate about, you could definitely hire it out. However, I do believe either way, I feel like anything you're hiring out, you should understand the nuts and bolts yourself so that you know if the person's doing it right. Um, like you should be able to look at it and know, okay, like this sounds like me, this is talking to my, this is speaking to my ideal client. Um, and, and it's saying what I want to say. So getting really clear on your brand from the get go is really the starting point for anything, especially writing copy, because you need to know what your message is, what your point of view is, um, who you're talking to the right clients that you want to attract because, you know, we don't want to just work with people that have pulse in a checkbook. We really want to attract the clients that you're going to do your best work with so that you can build that addictive brand that keeps them coming back um, because they just love you. So, yeah, so that would be my, my suggestion is get really clear on the brand message, how you want to present yourself um, before you hire a copywriter or write copy yourself because those kinds of things are the, are what needs to be consistent in order to, build a brand. And like if we, if we go all the way back to the experiment and reflect adjust, if you're not being consistent, then you really can't reflect on what's working and not working because you haven't stuck with anything long enough. Right. So Tolly, excuse me, Tolly, my, my sister-in-law is 
very close name. Um, what would be a good website for people to uh, learn more about you, to check you out? Which, by the way, I'm on hollychantel.com as far as yep. looking at your blog and all kinds of stuff. But is that the main place you want them to connect with you? Yeah, that's my, my main website. Um, you can also find me on Facebook. Um, but my website has probably the most, the most information and, and I'm always adding to the blog um, to get, you know, inf- kind of do your own research there as well. It's a good website. It's really got a lot of good information on it. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, Holly, thanks so much for being on my program today. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, pr- I appreciate it. Maybe I'll have you back in the fall because there's a bunch of stuff I didn't get to ask you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, have fun in the woods out there. Thank you. Hi. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special interview with Holly Chantel. You definitely want to check out her website, hollychantel.com. Uh, I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. Make sure you connect with me at my free Facebook group, Build Your Dream Business Now. And until this time next week, another fantastic interview. You have a great day. Take care, everybody. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.